Good evening to our neighbors and listeners. We are coming to you live from the 215 here in Germantown. You are listening to the award-winning Germantown Info Hub Radio Hour. I am the community reporter, Rashida Jamu, a.k.a. Philly's Freedom Join. The Info Hub Radio Hour explores everything happening in Germantown and the city of Philadelphia, and we cover them in an hour or less. You can check out what is going on by visiting our website at www.germantowninfohub.org, Twitter and Instagram at Gtown Info Hub, or on Facebook at Germantown Info Hub. On previous episodes of the Info Hub Hour, we discussed how yoga can bring joy to communities with Nicole Pollard. However, today's discussion will focus specifically on Black men and their experiences with yoga. As someone who is both Black and queer and practices yoga, I was curious to hear from other Black men who practice and how they perceive others' views on Black men doing yoga. Media outlets like Glamour Mag and the Washington Post have highlighted that yoga can be exclusive to people of color. However, the practice has roots dating back thousands of years in India. In the Black community, there are sometimes perceptions of sensuality associated with Black males that may incorrectly label them as gay. To gain insight into the topic, I spoke with yoga instructor Matthew Anderson Jr. about the perceptions of Black men in yoga, how yoga can be transformative, and how the practice fosters community joy. Matthew was among 7.1% of Black yoga instructors in the United States versus 71.3% of white instructors. And before we roll the interview, I want to mention that the following conversation does make mention of suicidal thoughts. However, Anderson and I do have a very fruitful discussion as two people sharing similar experiences and identities where he shared a good deal about himself and more insight into the practice. So let's listen to what he had to say. Tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. So, yeah, my name is Matt. Um, I grew up in Philly. Uh, I, I grew up in, like, the East Oakland area. Um, went, to, went to middle school, went to high school, stayed at the same house for a while. And um, I went to the military. Uh, I was doing the National Guard. I was doing the military. And then, like, yeah, I was just bouncing around doing stuff, doing military stuff, going to school, uh, doing electrician stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I hopped around and, and really started to fall in love with yoga. So yoga kind of really saved my life. So, um, yeah, I'm big on that. I'm big on yoga. I'm big on like dancing, having a good time, rock climbing. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So, okay. You well-rounded. Okay. Rock climbing, yoga, electric, I heard electrician in there. That's real wellness. Yeah. You said that you grew up in East Oakland. Where'd you go to school at? I went to like, it was a, I went to a couple of schools. So my first school was like Hope Christian Academy from like kindergarten to like fourth grade. And that was like a private school, like a Christian private school. And it's like, I, rem, I it was like, I remember like fourth grade and third grade was like mixed together. It was like seven people in one classroom. But then I went to like a regular high school, like a, like a charter school from like fifth to like eighth. And then after that, I went to MOTEP for one year. And then I went to New Media Technology Charter School. And that school got closed down right when I graduated. So, so yeah. And then I went to, and then after that, I went to the military. And then I went to Temple. I didn't finish Temple because COVID and I didn't want to do math online. So I started doing, I went to trade school. That's when I started to do an electrician work. 
Gotcha. You named some different schools. So you technically went to school in Germantown for a year to Imhotep. I actually lived in Alany um, <laughs> growing up. So I actually lived not too far from East Oak Lane. So I kind of know the area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think uh, the media technology, I think that's I think that's Germantown too. It's like right around the corner from Enon. Like it was. It was. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I so. I think it might be Mountain. I think it might be Mount Airy though. So I don't it might be Mount Airy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all like cousins. So cousins. <laughs> it's all cousins. Um, but based on what, of course, I read, you've been practicing yoga for about three years, right? Yeah, so yeah. what was it that got you into yoga? I remember I was on Clubhouse. You heard of Clubhouse? Of course, I couldn't escape it during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, okay. So you know about like you know about the like the when it first started and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you was on the wave. So I was like I was on the wave. You know the wave. I was on Clubhouse. I was in all those rooms talking to all those people that was like like just on a different mindset and different just on a different perspective of life. And uh, I was just in I was in rooms like all day. You know how it was. You just be in a room from like seven o'clock p.m to 7 a.m. Like, I would go to sleep. The room would still be up. And so I met a lot of people in those rooms. But everybody was, like, from different places. Like, like I, it was like it was from Atlanta, North Carolina, Alaska, the North Pole. Nobody from Philly. But then I met this guy from Philly, and he was doing, like, these – um, he was doing, like, this planche thing. And I was I was big – I was heavy on handstands. Like, I wanted to do a handstand. I was, like, I, 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 I was, like – I like I watched the anime and I wanted to do anime, I wanted to do handstands. So seeing him do that, I got excited and I started talking to him in the room. And like the room was like t- totally on a different topic. Like I interrupted the room to ask him questions. But so I, I was like, all right, I gotta go meet this guy. He was actually like a yoga teacher. His name was Leaf. Uh, he was a yoga teacher. So I, that's what that was. That was my introduction to yoga. It was just like I wanted to meet the guy that was doing handstands and stuff like that. So I went to yoga and. Like, I think he was teaching every Sunday. So teaching every Sunday, and I went to yoga, and like it was just a, it was just a whole different experience. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Like I felt bliss after it, and like I, I even came into that joint. I didn't know, like, I didn't know. Um, I didn't even have the right mat. He had to give me a, a, a another mat. But that's kind of how I got into yoga. But before that, I was kind of art because I was in, I was in uh, therapy. So. Um, I was going to therapy and I was like, my, my, my therapist was a yoga teacher. And I was, I, I just wanted, I was like, I, I told her, I was like, yo, I want to do yoga. And she sent me some, like, um, she sent me some, um, sources like, uh, Gene Jock, uh, Black Boys Own, but I never really got into it, but I guess the handstands was really good, was sold me. So that's how I was introduced to yoga. And then he was doing yoga every Sunday. So I was going every Sunday. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's something that like, you kind of explored before, not necessarily really explore, but you were. Yeah, I didn't even like you the, had the interest. sources. Right. Yeah, the the sources she gave me, I didn't. It didn't pique my interest that much. Like, uh, but I, I, I always said I, I was just, I don't know what it was, but I was just like one day I was just like, y'all want to do yoga? Like, I, I think I did a couple of classes on Gaia or something, but that was like my first in person class, and and I started to go. Like, it was it was very good, a nice community. Like, I came in there. And the woman there was just like, yo, we need people like you to come more to yoga. It was a black teacher, it was all black class. So like, and then a lot of people be like, yo, black people don't do yoga. Like I was indoctrinated with all black people doing yoga. So I don't like, I, that don't even, that don't even, that was never in my mind. So, but yeah. Um, right. 
Let me let me also ask you this too. You brought up one point, and we'll get to that later, which is black people don't do yoga. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't want to I don't want to get there too quick. Oh quick. yeah, yeah, my bad. Okay. No, you're good. But let me ask you: Do you think that yoga is something that people should do for themselves rather than just because someone told them to? Right. So mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I mean, transparency. I mean, it's not really transparency. If you see me, you see me. I'm a fat person, period. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so growing up, of course, also being Black, I've always learned that yoga was something that was not really for Black people or for fat people. Mm. Um, but it was something that was introduced to me before. And people was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you're working out. You should definitely try yoga. You should do yoga. You should do yoga. And it was like, I did do yoga before mm. like years ago but it never took to my spirit right it just mm. never took to my spirit i was like oh my god like why why am i doing this like mm. we'd be in the poses and i'd be like this is weird right mm. but with me <laughs> actually you know coming into it on my own and actually having the thought to do it on my own and realizing that there's an intention behind it that you kind of have to set do you mm. think that that's something that's important for people and that like people should actually have peaked interest in it before they actually like try to just do it because other people tell them to. Uh oh uh, yeah, I definitely think that because because like yeah yeah I definitely think that because like when I, when I even when I started before I started I was just like yo I want to do yoga like I don't know what the inclination was like I just was like I want to do yoga and and I feel like the perfect opportunity just came up because I was just like the guy taught the handstands and I wanted to meet him. So I feel like this, the the intention that you set, like, yo, I want to do yoga, the perfect opportunity will, will come its way instead of somebody just being like, oh, you should do it. You should just do it because you should do it. I don't know. I mean, but I don't know. I think that's a good question, though. But it's like, but I feel I feel like everybody on a journey. So how they get how you get to yoga or how you get to something or whatever it is in life. You know, it has to be, it has to be perfect, it has to be alignment, you know, so, so yeah, I think it's, I think mm-hmm. it, definitely, it definitely has to, uh, I think you definitely have to have the inclination, it, it definitely mm-hmm. have to have the intention, because I feel like yoga is way more than just, you know, like the poses and stuff like that, and it doesn't even matter about your weight, like, whenever I teach, I, like, my, my, my intention is for you to feel, your, is to experience yourself, like, you don't have, have nothing to do with, can you stay in this shape? Can you do this? It's not it's not about what you could do. It's more about how can you be in the moment? You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like that. So yeah. exactly. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. That's exactly how I feel when I do it. Like I, I I've told people since I've been doing it for myself, it's one of those mm-hmm. where after a session, I'm like, wow, like you actually do feel a difference. Like walking up mm-hmm. the steps. Before a yoga session, <laughs> it's very different than walking up the steps after a yoga session. Yeah. After a yoga session, I could probably take on the world. Before <laughs> a yoga session, you have to pass me maybe like five more cups of coffee. So, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's real that. though. It's a real thing. Like it wakes you up, energizes you. It does all of these different things for you. So that actually leads me into my next question also, which is how has yoga been transformational for you, Right. Um, have there been any physical health benefits or have there been any like mental health benefits? Just anything, right? Like how has it transformed you for the better? Man, I listen, yoga saved my life. I used to be suicidal. I used to be depressed. Uh, like if it wasn't for yoga, I don't think I would be here. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honestly straight up with you. It, like, like the story I told you when I was, I was literally going to yoga every week 
And that's that that was like my church. Like it was Sunday it was church. That was my that was my form of church. You know what I'm saying? And like, like I said, the the guy that I went to the yoga class, he was actually a yoga teacher. Like he taught teachers how to be instructors. And I would go to his classes, and the people in those classes would be uh like aspiring yoga teachers. So I would see their transformation. Like I would literally come every week and see how they transform as a person. And then even seeing like the like the teachers that he trained actually step out into the world and be a yoga teacher. So it's like seeing that it was just like I want that for myself. You know what I'm saying? So uh, like I watched one class go through, I watched another class go through, and I was like, yo, I need to I need to do it. this. This stuff is, is is saving my life. I need to do this. So I, I did the 75 hour yoga teacher training, and that was like an intro. That was like an intro course. We met every Wednesday six to nine. It was mainly about uh, some poses. And, and and philosophy like yoga like the yoga teaching the training i did was a lot about philosophy it was about a lot about principles a lot about like non-harming truthfulness and stuff like that so so i'm gonna get into that later though but um but yeah so i was in the i was in the 75 hour training and it was one wednesday and i was like i was in pittsburgh i was doing like some military training or something and i was in a hotel and i was by myself and i was like low-key depressed and then like, cause like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a homosexual man. I'm a gay man. Um and and I used to tell myself, like, yo, if I am gay, I will kill myself. So I, I kept saying that over and over again. So that was like the, the the affirmation for myself. And keep saying that for yourself, but your your energy would just literally drain because like your body, your soul is not expressing you're you're literally selling your whole self. Like if you be yourself. I don't even want to be you. I don't even want to be you. Like, that's what I was telling you. Yeah, myself. like the mind and the body are connected. So the more you tell your mind something, the more the mind's going to tell your body that like, yeah, yeah like that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so, I don't do this. Exactly. So, so yeah, I, I would like, so all this, so when I was in the, so we did a yin yoga class. So I don't know if you know what a yin yoga class is, but for those who don't know, because this is a, a Juni John, but the yin yoga class is more so like a, a, a slower class. You stay in poses for like five minutes, stay in stretches for like five minutes. And you know, you store a lot of your energy in your hips. So we did it. We was doing this one pose. It was like, it was an hour long class, but I just remember doing this one pose and it's called lizard lunge and it's all for the hips. The hips store the emotions for men. So I got out of that pose and I immediately started crying. Like immediate, like shed tears, like just tears was falling, and I was just crying like a little baby. And like all the um, all the stuff I was saying to myself, like yo, I, I the depression I felt, the like the hurt I felt, like the suicidal thoughts, it felt like it disappeared, like it was no longer in my body. Like I would even say the same thoughts, and it wouldn't have the same effect. Like you know how you go to sleep, and like you go to sleep sad, and you wake up, and you feel the remnants of that sleep. It was like that energy disappeared, was out of my body, was gone. So I was just like, yo, that like, that I, that was just a pivotal moment for me. So it was, cause it was just like, yo, this, this stuff is really like saving my life. So I did the 75 hour and then like, I would, they, that, that was like, I think it was like December of like 2021, I'm gonna say, 2021. Yeah, 2021. And then, yeah. And then, so we finished the, we finished the 75 hour and then the 200 hour was coming up. And they're like, yo, Matt, you're going to do his training? And, like, I'm literally like, yo, i got to do the training. This stuff is saving my life. Because, like, I would, like, I, I was mounting TVs at the time. I would go into people's houses, and I, would, I wouldn't I would even want to talk to them. I just want to put the TV up, do my job, and leave. Like, I, 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 
don't don't talk to me how you know what I'm saying so I I did the 75 hour and then like um like there is a principle in the yoga philosophy called satya or truthfulness and that principle like like just sitting on that principle and just being like just sitting on that principle and just living like it was just like living your truth be who you are and I would just sit on that like principle and it was literally like yo this like this, my I am who I am like I'm I'm a gay black man I am who I am and like I that's when I really started to accept myself for who I am so like the, the training like and I feel like just sexuality and 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 this well no matter what sexual preference you have it is a big part of your life you know what I'm saying expressing that you know what I'm saying it's definitely a big part of your life so yeah it allowed me to do that it, like I was it allowed me to do that so um and and soon as I started to just Students, I started to move in my truth and then embrace all the other philosophies. And I like I was like I was still on TVs and I, now I was going into people's houses. I was having conversations with them. Like I don't know, I don't even know what was it. Just like it was like a, a 180 of the energy. Like when I was in the 200 hour training, I was like a total shift. Like I just woke up one day and we was talking about like chakras and stuff and how like you can you utilize C sounds and C sounds are like. Um, uh, what is it called? Like you know, Ohm. You know what Ohm is? Ohm, like like um, like when people, yeah, mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so basically, they was like they was giving us the science behind that sound and other sounds that actually correlate to chakras. So I, so and then it was like, yo, and also like the asana of these poses also correlate to the chakras. So I, I did like a, I did like a. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place, but I did. No, nah, I'm not all over the place. I'm going. You're not all over the place. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So basically, I woke up one day and I was like, "Yo," because I did a, a a chakra test, and I seen that on the chakra test, like my 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 higher chakras was good, like the 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 the, the, the third eye, the crown, stuff like that. That was good, but my the all the stuff below my root chakra, my being grounded to the earth, my my sacral, like allowing pleasure allowing pleasure being life solar plexus self-esteem all those things were just like zero so i was just folk i did a whole practice focusing on them with the c sounds i think the c sounds really would 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 amplify it but i was did that one day and like I, my 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 total my energy was a total 180 like i was going to people's houses i was having a great time with the customers i was hanging their tvs I was getting mad tips. Like it was just a, I don't, it was just a so much of a shift. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Like I was just, I couldn't, and even with the t- teacher training, like I, I couldn't, I could barely even say, like I couldn't, I could barely tell you how to go from a, like leaning over and then like to tell people to lean over and then stand up. I couldn't even, like I couldn't even, my words wouldn't even come out to do that. But as the training went on, it was just like a total shift. So. Yeah, that's what that's that's how you changed my life. It changed my life like some on a on a powerful level. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I like I, I don't know if I'll be here. Like like I said, like it, mm-hmm. I definitely it definitely saved my life. Like my parents always keep telling me like, yo, you gotta go to work and do stuff. But like, how can you do that? How can I do that if my mental health is not good? Like how can I make money? How can I go to work? How can I like go to people's houses, hang these TVs if I'm not mentally good? If I'm not mentally stable? So like. Yeah, they saved my life in that sense, in the mental aspect. You know what I'm saying? Yoga is, it could go for a lot of people, be for the physical aspect, be for the, the spiritual, but for me, it was my, my mental for sure. 
Absolutely. And so before you started yoga, do you think that you held any negative beliefs about men practicing? And if so, what do you think they were? Nah, nah. Like, like I said, like, like, like when I was first introduced to yoga, like my, I was like, I told my parents, like, yo, I think I want to do yoga. And she immediately sent me black men that was doing yoga. So like my first glance, my first glimpse of yoga was black men doing yoga. And so like, it was just like, oh, okay. These people do yoga. And, and, and like, I, it was never like, oh, these, I shouldn't be doing yoga. It's like, oh, this, this is, this is what we do. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let me ask you this then, right? So different than the first question I asked you, what did it feel like for your first introduction to yoga actually being seeing other black men doing it? Um, like when I first when I like my therapist first sent me the, the videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean it can be that, but it can also it can expand, it can be arranged for you, right? From mm -hmm. to also to when you actually started to practice it because of the person off of Clubhouse, right? Mm, okay, I got you. So it can so be yeah, it can be any of that, because I think that that's a powerful thing also, because coming from a culture that really doesn't um, lend really space to the men of the of the community, right, to mm. be able to be intimate or vulnerable or even to, like, care for ourselves in certain ways. That has mm. always been, for me, something, you know, growing up in, in Philadelphia in the Black community um, mm. and also being, you know, undercover queer for a long time in childhood is something mm. that... I plus other folks have always like seen as a woman's thing, but also not even mm -hmm. just as a women's thing, but as a white thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so that's kind of like just like a range. Like, how do they make you feel to see that? Like that's your first entryway mm -hmm. into this new world, right? So how mm -hmm. was that? Um, that's a great question. Uh so yeah, well, like when like when like because my therapist, I think she even taught, I think she taught like a yoga class or something. And we did some some stuff like that. So um, I guess it was more so just like the 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 Melipay people that do yoga. Like, I don't know if it's, it just seemed bougie. Like, like it's just like they had like the Black Boys on. They had like events, pop-up events. And it was like, oh, you had the, I don't know. It just seemed bougie. It seemed like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It just, ah, I don't know. Like I exclusive. think exclusive. Exclusive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a certain, certain amount of people, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say some people might not know what bougie. Of course, I know what bougie means, but some of the yeah. people they may not know. Like you know, it's, it's it's almost like an elitist space sometimes, right? Like yeah. depending on what space. I think that's the thing. Again, you were saying this earlier, and you were talking about again. I you have phrased it around no matter what it is, whether it be yoga, but mm -hmm. your journey has to align with it, right? And yeah. I think that's the that's pretty much the thing about this is that sometimes these you know no matter what space it is sometimes spaces no matter what can be exclusive and i think that like i think that's maybe what you're hitting at yeah 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 no that's yeah i, I get what you're saying so yeah i think i know no, i think i think yeah i didn't even think about it that way but yeah i think it did feel exclusive and i felt like when i seen him in the clubhouse room i felt like i had a connection to the because because like we was all in the rooms talking all the time so i felt like i already ha i had a connection with the guy so it's just like all right bet i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go to your yoga class so I guess I guess it's, I guess it's got to be like the connection, like you know, it can't just be like oh, you just see somebody doing yoga and you want to do, and, and it's like because I know people um that like there's this guy in Detroit, he does like there he built his whole uh he built his whole yoga thing on um like smoking and yoga, 
Cause like he's like, yo, a, a, a lot of like a lot of the melanated folk may not want to do do yoga just because you know what I'm saying they can't even probably like it's so much peaceful, so much love in it in in the class. So they might like like be like you know into that. But if you input something that they can relate to the class, then that's what's going to get them in. And so I think I, I think yoga has to be relatable. You know what I'm saying? Cause they, they, they like they did the they did the smoking yoga. A lot of people would be like, all right, I want to, I'm gonna like a lot of people smoke. A lot of people smoke roll up, you know what I'm saying? We and then and then the guy he, he did handstands and stuff. So I it was relatable. So I guess it gotta be relatable to people. You know what I'm saying? They gotta be catered to a certain like it gotta be catered to you. You know what I'm saying? Like like these sales like these sales professionals out here, they cater stuff to you. You know what I'm saying? They like, oh, I got this, I got this uh 50 and over. Fit, you know what I'm saying? A 50 year old is more likely to go to that than just to go to some random personal trainer on the street. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it just has to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand exactly what you mean. I'll give you, I, I can literally lend you an example to yeah. actually help you out. Is the reason why I've been able to be so consistent in doing yoga for the past few months? Honestly, I've been doing yoga not every day, but at least let's say three to four days out of the week. Because I I use Apple Fitness, right? Apple Fitness is only what like ten dollars a month, and so I can do one hundred and ten things on there. Whatever, <laughs> my go to girl. Um, however, comma, there's this person. Her name one is Johnelle Lewis. I found out that she's from Philly, but then she's also fat and then femme and black, right? So seeing her on the screen, I'm like, oh, my sister can do it. I can do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so like what you like exactly what you're saying, that relatability has to be there. We have to kind of like see ourselves, which is kind of what mm. I was hinting at when I asked you the question. We have to kind of see ourselves sometimes mm. to feel, you know, rep I mean, we have to yeah, represent. I mean, I guess representation matters is almost what I'm saying, almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. in different ways. So <laughs> yeah. let me pick your brain a little bit about. What negative attitudes do you think there are with, I mean, it can be Black people in yoga or it can be Black men specifically in yoga. Mm. So for me, again, it's like I spoke earlier about yoga for me is very sensual, right? Yoga mm -hmm. is very sensual. And that's something that Black men really aren't allowed to be in society. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times my own peers, right, are <laughs> calling yoga gay because oh, of, like, yeah, yeah. around it and stuff like that um yeah. so that's kind of what i mean but uh, that doesn't have to be an answer right but no yeah no i, mean. I think yeah. yeah i think we could definitely talk about it because uh because yeah like that we could definitely talk about that but first of all i i i, I am gay but the the guy that taught the yoga teacher training was a straight black man there was other two straight black men in like the yoga teacher training so and then and black like and then you know what i'm saying so like straight black men do do yoga like you know that's just a fact but the thing is for black people anything it, like growing up anything you can't do you you can't do nothing that's gay like you can't do nothing to make you seem gay like that's just that's just the thing like uh like I, everybody says pause after every other sentence, you know. So it's just like, oh my god, I hate that so much. <laughs> like you have no idea. Like I hated it when I was a child, and I still hate it now. I'm just, like, oh my god. Like, can we just get on with the con? Like, you know, can we get on with the conversation instead of like right. stopping every time you say something because your fragility is really hurt? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So continue. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. 
No, no, thank, thank you for saying that. But like, yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Like, is bro, you can't like for especially for as a black man. Like, yo, I told my dad I was gay, right? He, I, just yesterday, he was just like, yeah, if you, when you have a girl over here, you know, and he know, he's seen guys I've dated. He's like, he knows I'm gay. I've posted it on Instagram. Like, he still thinks like I don't know. Like, he still thinks like I don't. But yeah, it's just uh, the. The whole a whole stigma about gay just being gay is just like uh it's just a it's just like um um it's just yeah it's just hey, no one wants to be that so also, but yeah not but, only taboo but also speaking to what you're saying a lot of our elders and a lot of our like parents and stuff really think it's a phase the same the same way that you said that my partner's mom mm -hmm. like I am actively with my partner have actively <laughs> been with my partner for five years. And mm. my partner's mom has like a nurse. She's a um, she has a nurse because she's older, and so mm. she has like a CNA that come, like a caretaker that comes. She tried to set my partner up with her caretaker. Mm. He, he lives with me, so it's like what? <laughs> like it's just a wild, it's a wild dynamic because it's like they don't understand it, but it's almost it's also like wow, like you just really gotta love your people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because like. I live in two different worlds. Like I live in a world that everybody like where like my friend group, everyone accepts me. And then I go like home or go back to that space. And it's just like taboo. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just, it's just weird, but it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I would say that would be the stigma there. It's just, just like, you know, this is something it's, it's gay. Like, and you know, black people don't want, like I was in Mexico, like Mexico, like, like I don't, bro, I, I feel like other cultures don't have, this much stigma of being gay like as, as other cultures like i went to mexico for like two months and like i was at i was at bars and stuff i was with guys and then people would come up to us buy us drinks like it just it was very normal there like it this is the energy here it's just the energy here like I don't, I don't know i don't know what it is like like i feel like i'm i'm falling away from that world of just like uh just like like uh like what is it what is it, homophobia? Like, I feel like I'm going away from that world, world, but it's just like I keep getting introduced back in it, and it's just like, what is that? Y'all, y'all still think like that? <laughs> okay, yeah. The, to get back to your question too, uh, I also don't think there's a lot of like black-owned studios. Like, if you like, like you were saying earlier, there's, there's, you go around, there's nothing but you know, not, not, and there's nothing against white people. But you know what I'm saying? It, there's a different vibe when you come and it's your own people there. You know what I'm saying? Like you y'all have the same struggle, you have the same swag, y'all the same tone. Like it's just different. It's, it's just an different. experience. It's yeah, Absolutely. It's experience. There's nothing, there is nothing wrong. It's the same thing. It's like when you like you're talking right. Every time mm -hmm. you speak about something, you talk about being queer, then also being black. It's like I literally keep plus one in you and upping you and like yeah, <laughs> the same experience, right? It's because yeah. we have an experience that other people could not understand. Yeah. Right, you have to be in the shoes in order to walk them, right? Right, so, yeah, yeah. so I get you. So I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's all I have for that question, honestly. <laughs> that's fine. I was gonna say I can 100% move on to the next thing, which I think I would love to ask how do you feel that yoga invokes community joy? I feel like the community is the yoga community is very strong. Like when I was going to yoga, like I felt at home, like I just I, I've never felt like so embraced by a community. Like there was the woman there and she was just looked at me. She's like, yo, like your name is Jay. Hey Jay. <laughs> but she was just like, yo, you need to come back more. We need to, we need to see you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, 
oh, you, you want me back? You like me? Ah, I'm coming back. <laughs> so it's just like that. And it's just like, it's, it's hugs. It's just warm embrace. You see the people you know, and then you get to network with people. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give Jay an example. I think Jay is a great example. Like, her classes, first, you start off, she does rooftop classes on Sundays in West Philly, Sierra Green. But she her classes start off like, yo, come to, like, we starting at 1030. But in 1030 to 11, it's community time. So get talk to somebody, give somebody a hug. It's not, you're not, because in, 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 in like a, a, a space sometimes, in a regular yoga space, like the the, the 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 ones that's like, you know, I don't know, just the regular yoga space, you come in there at the time they start, they closing the door on you if you're late, you know what I'm saying? And they going right into the yoga. Like her class is, is just straight community-based. Like come here for 10, 30, 30 minutes is community time. Talk to somebody, meet somebody, and then we go into class. And then like after the class, we going some like we going somewhere, like we going out to eat. Like set, like like that when Bull left, Bull went to Mexico. But um, when he was here on Sundays, he like we, that was that was the vibe. Like come to yoga, and then we 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 vibing after. Like we getting to know somebody. So I think that was that was the big that was the best part about the uh, about the yoga. Because like I, I met a I, I met a whole community. Like I met a whole community I didn't even know was existed in the world. <laughs> you know, it was just like the clubhouse thing. Like damn, people like this exist. And then now I started I started seeing the community right where I, I reside at in Philly. So. Community is amazing, man. Community is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and now and now too, like that at Space and Grace, like all the people, like the people who started, like the girl who started yoga, the the studio. I was in the yoga teacher training with her, so like we was in the same yoga teacher training together. And some of the teachers, like eighty percent of the teachers, was in the same yoga teacher training. So I know them. Like it's a, it's a different vibe when you know the the, the know the people and you want to build this this community up from the ground up. So it's, it's, a, it's a different vibe. And then we also bring in a teacher, they got teachers coming in from other places that's joining the community. So it's just, it's just building up and it's, just, it's a great vibe. It's a great vibe. And I think it's going, like in a year or so, it's going to be like, like this is going to be the vibes. Like we come in here and it's going to be events too. It's not just yoga, we're going to have events. Like it's, it's already in the book, it's already in works, but yeah. Yeah. Period. Now let me <laughs> end. Okay, one thing about me, listen, one thing about me is I'll throw a period in real quick. Uh, <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite pose or position that you take to the most in your practice? Um, you can share yours and I'll share mine. Okay, okay. Uh, I like, I like, I like Warrior 3. I like Warrior 3. I don't know, like, it's the one where you just, like, you stand on one leg. And you reach your feet, you reach your hands out in front of you, reach your foot out in front of you. So your your hands is reaching in front of you, back foot is reaching behind you, and your right leg is standing. And it's like, yeah, warrior three. You, you create a T shape. So that's my yeah, favorite. Piece. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking. Warrior two is actually like warrior two. Okay. I, well, I mean, I'm, that's not my answer, but warrior two is what I'd rather be in than warrior three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're talking about. My pose is gonna be Shavasana, period. Because no, Shavasana it's not is- just even the yeah, it's not just even the idea of like it being, oh, I'm laying down. It's the idea that it's actually the reflection time. And that's actually mm-hmm. when I start to feel mm-hmm. sort of like how earlier in the in the conversation you had said it was just this jolt of like energy shift. That mm-hmm. is literally the time that I feel the energy shift in mm-hmm. my life. I can the entire time throughout the yoga practice be like, uh, I just want to be done. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also that 
gratification of when you are done, I've gotten mm-hmm. through this. I now feel good. It was worth it. It's just like an amazing feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Also, I could delay the hell down, but you know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like they, they in the yoga teacher training, it was like, yo, Shavasana is the most important pose. And he's like, yo, you gotta do at least three minutes. Cause like that's the that's the time where they can do that. And that's the time, that's the like Shavasana is the physical representation of surrender. There's nothing to do. It's only that essence of being, it's only that essence of the experience. So you get to like really just yeah, like what you say, like reflect, you know? So great answer, great answer. Way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, your answer was fine. Like, it's funny because, I mean, Warrior 3 and me have an ongoing beef because just in general, <laughs> my arms is off. So mm-hmm. it's always run up, get done up. When, like, they see me, I get done up. So, <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it's it's a great pose. It's a great pose when I actually get my balance in together. I mm. feel really good when I do it. But also understanding that, like, however you, you, and you know this, I don't have to say it to you, but for people who are listening, it does not have to be perfect. However mm. you're able to do the pose is how you do the pose, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I just rather do it how I see it because that's just yeah. how I am. Um, mm. But sadly, this body don't always agree with what I want to do. So, mm. <laughs> but we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> now, let me ask, um, how can people learn more about your practice and how can they connect with you? Um, yeah, my, you can catch me at uh, M-A-J-R, Instagram, M-A-J-R dot 12. I'm teaching that Space and Grace on uh, 6 a.m. on Wednesdays. Probably be teaching more uh, classes coming up soon, but you catch me at Space and Grace. I'm also at Reach Climbing. I mean, I like rock climbing, so I had to get it. I had to teach there, but I'm at rock, Reach Climbing at 6 p.m. And I also like uh, do a kids class at 7, but that'll just be for the kids. But so Reach Climbing. Thursdays at six, Space and Grace. Wednesdays six a.m. So that's where you can that's where you can catch me at. I'm sorry, are you talking about reach climbing in Bridgeport? Yeah, yeah, I live in Norristown. So <laughs> wow, you live in Norristown. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, that's different. That is very yeah. different. <laughs> very different yeah. than East Oak Lane. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know. But I'm all I'm always in Philly. I'm always here. So yeah, still cousins. Like I said, still cousins. <laughs> I acknowledge anybody through Pottstown. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have another event I wanna I wanna highlight before I go. Oh, okay. But June 24th, we having a um a proud event at Space and Grace. It's um it's gonna be it's gonna be three hours. It's gonna be yoga, it's gonna be meditation, sound bath. There's gonna be a panel discussion. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be all that. It's gonna be vibes. So it's just it's just for the the queer community, the LGBT community to come together and you know embrace our truth and tell our stories. So period. I love that then. Then we look forward to seeing you there. That's another good one because we I know we need to list some different events in Germantown specifically that are coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I mean, so Matthew, it has been a pleasure speaking with you for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is our first time speaking, and it's, it really has been a really good one. Um, and so I just want to thank you for coming, of course, onto the Info Hub Hour to talk about this subject. And we really do hope that you'll stay connected with us. I know you said you got some events and stuff like that coming up. Please be sure to send them our way. We will also love to connect and talk about those as well. And um, I just, you know, we wish you well, and we really look forward to seeing you spread more joy worldwide. Okay, I thank you. I appreciate it. It was definitely a great time talking. I'm glad we could have got to The summer has pretty much arrived, and it's a great opportunity to enjoy fresh and tasty produce. 
Residents of the Northwest Philadelphia area are in luck as there are four farmers markets available on weekends, providing easy access to local goods within the community. For this week's Reporter Roundup, we are sharing them. First up, the Germantown Farmers Market is operated by Philly Forest and can be found in Market Square at 5501 Germantown Avenue, which is right across the street from Uncle Bobby's. The market opens at 10 a.m. and closes at 2 p.m., and they offer fresh produce and goods from vendors like Odabu. The market is open bi-weekly on Saturdays until November, and they accept SNAP benefits, WIC checks, senior vouchers, and food bucks. The Germantown Farmers Market runs on the following dates this season into the next. June 10th, July 8th, July 22nd, August 5th, August 19th, September 2nd, September 16th, September 30th, October 14th, October 28th, and finally, November 11th. Moving on to the Germantown Kitchen Garden, which operates a farm stand on Saturdays where you can purchase greens, sourdough bread, kombucha, and much more fresh produce. And if that is not convincing enough, please visit their plant nursery where you can purchase shrubs, perennials, and annuals. The garden stands at 215 East Penn Street and will be open through October from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Germantown Kitchen Garden accepts SNAP and food bucks. You can visit their website at Germantown Kitchen Garden to purchase plants online as well. The Grumblethorpe Youth Farm Stand is a site-based service group of young volunteers hosting a weekly farm stand smaller than the other sites mentioned, but they still provide an excellent way for neighbors to support local farming. The farm stand operates on Saturdays at 5267 Germantown Avenue from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And they will run all through August. And that farm stand also accepts SNAP benefits. And lastly, but certainly not least, Farmer John's Produce Market operates every Saturday at 10 a.m. until they are sold out at 6730 Germantown Avenue. They offer farm fresh produce and goods. To learn more, you can visit their Instagram page at F-A-R-M-E-R-J-A-W-N underscore. Well, Germantown, it is about that time. If you want to share story ideas or information with the Germantown Info Hub, please email gtown.infohub at gmail.com. And you can also keep up with us on social media at Gtown Info Hub on Twitter and Instagram and Germantown Info Hub on Facebook. Additionally, you can read our stories at GermantownInfoHub.org. We also encourage our listeners to text the equally informed Philly text line. That is another program under Resolve Philly, allowing Philadelphians to access information regarding Philadelphia services. The Equal Info line is a free bilingual English and Spanish question and answer texting service that provides subscribers with vetted local news and resources. To ask questions, text equal info, which is two words, to 215-910-4040. Again, that's 215-910-4040. Or you can type in join subtext.com slash equal info 215 on your web browser. Equally Informed also supplies a community-driven print newsletter available at health centers and libraries all over the city. And, well, that is about it. Once again, I am Rashida Jamu, the reporter for the Info Hub, 
Thank you to our guests for speaking with us for today's show. And as always, thank you to our neighbors for always listening and engaging and allowing the InfoHub to serve you. If you are listening to our show live, enjoy a few classic Philly hits made by some of our most acclaimed artists in honor of Black Music History Month. If you're listening to this via podcast stream, check out the description box to see what songs we chose to close out our live show. And until next time, good night, Germantown.